Hi, and welcome to the Lessons with Leslie podcast, where I share all things self-love and becoming God's version of you. Are you a woman who struggles with loving yourself or seeing yourself the way God sees you? Where you're in the right place and you're also in good company because I used to be that woman too, but thankfully I am not her anymore. My self-love journey is full of valuable lessons that I'm eager to share with you. It is my hope that I can empower you to become everything that God had in mind when he created the unique masterpiece that is called you. And yes, I'm talking to you. Thanks so much for stopping by and hanging out with me today. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Happy September. It is Labor Day weekend. I hope you're planning something fun or catching up on some much needed rest, which is exactly what I plan to do. I cannot believe we're in the ninth month of the year already. Where has time gone? I wanted to give a huge shout out and a personal thanks to those who faithfully come every first and third Friday to hear what I have to say. I sure do appreciate you. Thank you for all the love that you're showing to my podcast. On my last episode, I shared a lesson entitled It's Me, which speaks to self-sabotage. So I encourage you to check that lesson out if you haven't done so already. And the central theme of the Lessons with Leslie podcast is self-love. But as I've stated before, self-love also includes tough love because that is the only way that we learn and grow. So today's one of those lessons that will challenge us to take a look at how we approach relationships, especially the romantic ones. I'll be sharing some ways that we attempt to fill our own voids and provide some strategies that we can use to change that. So today's lesson is entitled Thirst Trap. So let me ask you, have you ever been so thirsty that you reach for juice, milk or soda to only still be thirsty, especially on those hot summer days? I know I have. However, it's not until you drink some good old plain water that your thirst is quenched and you finally feel satisfied. Just as water quenches our physical thirst, only the living water will quench our spiritual thirst. Our physical man needs water often to stay refreshed and hydrated. However, Jesus will be a constant and continual source of water within us. There's no replenishing needed because it's within you. Everyone, we all have a longing on the inside. We have this God-shaped void that only he can fill. We search and we try to fill it in various ways, but the emptiness still remains and we become trapped by the very thing that we think will fill us. We look for in others what we should already possess within ourselves, which is acceptance, love, validation, and worth, hence the trap. While there's absolutely nothing wrong with having and enjoying our friendships, our marriages, our family, careers, our business ventures, enjoying the wealth that we have or our material possessions, they will never replace the relationship that God desires to have with us. In John chapter 4, verses 13 through 29, there's a story of a Samaritan woman who met Jesus at the well, and I encourage you to read that story in your spare time. But basically, she was a woman who had been married five times, and now she was in a sixth relationship, but there was still a void in her life, and coming to the well to draw water actually magnified the thirst that was within her. For her, the well represented a temporary fix for a problem that would not go away. It was a place that she came often, and the only thing that was getting filled was the water pot that she had. She came empty, and she left empty. And on her trips to the well, you know, maybe she had time to think about how empty her life was, how she kept choosing others over herself, how now she's with man number six, but she was still empty, still searching, frustrated, and miserable. 
It would be safe to say that she had no clue who she was apart from a man. She was unaware of her worth and not quite able to pinpoint why she kept finding herself in the same situation, different relationships, but yet the same void. It wasn't until she met the living water, Jesus, that her life was never the same. She told Jesus, I don't want to have to keep coming back here to draw water, which she wasn't speaking of a liquid. Rather, she was referring to the patterns of behavior that kept her that kept her in a thirsty state. She didn't have a clue how to fix it or even where to start. But the good news is only one encounter with Jesus would completely transform her life because it only takes one. Jesus knew her whole life story, but not once did he condemn her or interrogate her about why she had five husbands and now is with man number six. At this point, it was irrelevant because it was clear that a husband or boyfriend could not feel the depth of her void. So before we judge the woman at the well, let's look at the thirst in our own lives. At some point, we have all attempted to fill our own voids. We think we're grown. We've got this. So we refuse to listen to Jesus or anyone with sound advice. And I am putting both of my hands up. How many times have we gone from one relationship to another? We think that the last person is the reason we're unfulfilled. So we keep searching for someone who will love us, heal all the pain of our past. Yet we're disappointed time and time again. It becomes a vicious cycle because we never stop long enough to realize that we are the common denominator in every situation that we find ourselves in. Seeking love and validation from a place of brokenness, it will never end well. And the truth is the void is too deep anyway, and it was never intended to be filled by people, places, or things. So here's some examples of ways that we attempt to fill our own void. We seek another person to complete us. We allow them to shape our identity. We end up giving someone our all, our mind, our body, our soul, our time, and yes, even our money to someone that wasn't even supposed to make it past hello. We look up months and even years later and wonder, how did I get here? We allow someone else to define our worth and our value, and we embrace it and we live out our lives according to what they've said. We enter relationships despite red flags, warning signs, wise counsel, and even sirens. We allow our desperation and low self-esteem to lead us to a place called nowhere. We buy things that are not even within our budget to signify our value or compete for attention. We end up living in a perpetual state of paycheck to paycheck. We make decisions based on our flesh and our feelings, and then we ask God to co-sign and we get upset when he doesn't. We end up turning to drugs, alcohol, or other illicit behavior to fill our voids. And we even alter our appearance or we lower our standards in order to be accepted or to fit in. But my advice to you is to do like the woman at the well and drop it. And when I say drop it, I mean give up the need to be enough, accept it, or validate it by someone else because that was already taken care of before you were born. Be finished with seeking approval from anyone ever again. Does God approve of you? I want you to retire from enduring unnecessary pain, breaking your own heart, and giving the same person unlimited chances to keep hurting you. I pray that you cancel those self-defeating and self-sabotaging thoughts and be mindful of how you speak to yourself and what you think about you because it's important. Let's discontinue our search for false comforts because it only intensifies our emptiness. 
Let's end the cycle of putting everybody else first, but ourselves and God last. A big one. Stop people pleasing. It's exhausting. Don't make an idol out of anyone. Let's cease the mistreatment of ourselves. Be kind to ourselves. Give ourselves the grace that we so often always give to others. And let's let go of guilt and shame. Let's abandon the thought that we're unlovable, unworthy, and have no value. We have to see ourselves through the lens of God's love. Let's let's forego the desire to only love ourselves the way other people dictate that we should. Let's relinquish the guilt that's connected to the poor choices of our past. We've all made them. Let's just take the lessons, but not the shame and grow forward. And lastly, quit giving up on God and yourself. Don't forfeit the beautiful and fulfilling life that God has planned for you. It's not too late. Believe in God and believe in you. So I challenge you to ask yourself, what do I need to drop or discontinue from my life? I hope you will give this question some serious consideration and take the action to drop it once and for all. You've dropped it. So now what do you do? I have a few suggestions for you. First of all, pick up and take hold of your identity and your value that should only come from Christ and within you. Seek him, do the work and invest in the betterment of you. There is a guaranteed return on investment if you do the work. Pick up and take hold of your confidence by knowing that you are enough, you matter and you are already unconditionally loved because that's true. Take the time to find out who you really are. Your perception of you determines what you experience. Take hold of your uniqueness by celebrating that you are wonderfully made and complete in him. God has fashioned you in such a way that is unlike anyone else. So there's no need to compete or to compare yourself. You are one of a kind and you have gifts and abilities that this world needs. No one can sabotage your greatness but you. So be determined to reach your full potential and make God proud. Although Jesus knows everything we have ever done, yet he still desires to fill the voids that are inside of us. It doesn't matter how old you are, how long you've been in a thirsty state. I urge you to take him up on his offer. Drop everything that is hindering you from his best. And don't worry about people. Never allow what others think or say about you to hinder your freedom. Walk with your head held high and be a living testimony of God's transforming power. True freedom and healing will cause you to be unashamed, unapologetic, and confident in who you are. When Jesus sets you free, you are F-R-E-E, free, free, free. So enjoy it and embrace it, my friend. Just like the woman at the well, our desperation for a man will change when we fully surrender to the man, Jesus Christ, the living water, thirsty no more. Thank you so much for hanging with me until the end. I certainly appreciate it. Please join me on September the 16th, where I will share a lesson entitled Get Up. You don't want to miss it. I look forward to chatting with you then and have an awesome holiday weekend. So this concludes today's episode of Lessons with Leslie. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I do appreciate it. In the description of this podcast, you will find my website and social media platform information, and I would love to connect with you there. I also look forward to chatting with you every first and third Friday of the month. In the meantime, remember that you matter because you do. In Christ, you will always be enough. You are never alone. And most importantly, you are eternally and unconditionally loved. Until next time, 
Take care. 